Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is May 9th, 2019. It's Thursday. I'm expecting big things to happen today. I am really hoping that the Comey indictment will be announced today, now that we know that it has already been transferred. So, fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully, it'll break during um, me being on air, because I will be very, very disappointed if it is to be dropped on Friday. I would prefer they push it back to Monday, if anything. And that would probably be because we have China's Vice Premier Liu, who's uh, in Washington to continue trade talks. We'll talk about that in the second hour. What we're going to talk about in the first hour are things that nobody's talking about. There are two bills that are being pushed through. They are being discussed today uh, in uh, the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee. And these two bills are uh, Senate Bill 1328, the Deter Act, which, believe it or not, is sponsored by Durbin, Graham, Blumenthal, and Grassley. So I'm shocked. And then the Defending the Integrity of Voting Systems Act, Blumenthal, Graham, and White House are pushing that, and that's Senate Bill 1321. Now, why am I so obsessed and upset and I am livid that no one is talking about this because both of these bills have to do with the elections. Both of them have jargon that will allow for censorship. They are making it law. They are literally making it law now to be able to ban you off of social media if they feel you're spreading fake news. Uh, This is what they're pushing. I've been saying it all along with Graham. Now, the Deter Act is more benign, one might say, but it clearly states social media. So that is alarming in that sense. But the Defending the Integrity and Voting Systems Act is even worse. Apparently, uh, you know, if you break it down, and I will... Let's just say if the government thinks that your campaign may be colluding, they can stop you from being a nominee. Are you paying attention? How is this happening? How are we allowing this to go through? Because people are dumb. They honestly believe that Lindsey Graham is a good guy. He is not. Lindsey Graham looks after himself. He's not a black hat, not a white hat. People say back and forth, back and forth. He is a gray hat. Those are the worst ones. He's one of the seven angry rhinos. Pay attention. So we're going to talk about the Defending the Integrity and Voting Systems Act. And then we're going to talk about the Deter Act and kind of break down exactly what these things are about. Because no one's talking about it. Then we'll get into China. Uh, because, you know, now everyone is saying what I've been saying all along, which is China is holding North Korea hostage. 
We all know it's very difficult to break the ranks of the Far East, Far East Block Coalition clique. Uh, everyone kneels to China, has been like that for thousands of years, and North Korea is trying to break free. And believe it or not, Russia's the buffer here, saying, hey, you know, you could make a lot of money. Because in the end, Russia doesn't lose anything. Russia has like a new client of North Korea. Hey, I'll sell you weapons and gas, whatever you want. So um, I've been saying that for months, and now people are like, oh, I think that they're holding North Korea hostage. No, duh. We've been saying that. All right, so I think that we should start off with just taking a listen uh, to the beginning of this meeting, just a couple minutes, so that way people can hear the tone that is being set before we take a deep dive into what these scary bills are. Let me play this for you. Okay, let's get Graham on because that's who starts it. And I'm streaming this live from the uh, Committee on the Judiciary. In a bipartisan fashion and urge the partisan space in Senate Bill. All right. So he's going to start any moment now talking about his Senate bills, uh, both of those bills. He's going to kind of uh, chit-chat. Here we go. Thank you. The committee will come to order. We have enough people to hold over pending legislation. The 1328 uh, Deter Act, uh, myself, Senator Durbin, Blumenthal, and Grassley, that deals with election security and Senate Bill 1321, defending the integrity of the Voting System Act, uh, Blumenthal, myself, and White House. We'll hold those over and hopefully take it up next week. Um, so uh, I thought we had a good hear. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that? He's going to take it up next week. I'll tell you why. Hearing on the prescription drug problem. I think there's plenty of bipartisan space to do something. I would like to put a package together. I know other committees are looking at the same subject and see if we can pass something out in a bipartisan fashion and urge the Senate leadership take it up because that seems to be something that matters to the most Americans and solutions are there if we want to find them. Uh, with that, I'll turn it over to Senator Feinstein. Thanks for Mr. Chairman. Here she's going to talk about um, Rosen. As I understand it, this morning we're going to be voting on four judicial nominees and one critically important executive nomination, and that's Jeffrey Rosen, uh, nominated to serve as the Deputy Attorney General. As we all know, the Justice Department is the backbone of law enforcement in this nation, with well over 100,000 employees working to administer justice on behalf of the American people. I actually didn't realize it was that high, 100,000. The Deputy Attorney General oversees the Department's law enforcement and national security components, and so it's a critically important position I'd just like to spend a few minutes discussing Mr. Rosen's nomination. I appreciate that Mr. Rosen has served in a management capacity at the Transportation Department and the Office of Management and Budget. But the Justice Department is fundamentally different. Mr. Rosen has never before worked at the Justice Department in any capacity, has never served as a prosecutor. Further, he has never worked on a single criminal matter in his entire legal career. Not 
Okay, so uh, the point that she's making is that he's never worked at the DOJ. He's an outsider, so he shouldn't be voted in. Are you listening? Because this is important. See, the problem that the Democrats have with President Trump being president is that it gives you and I the notion that we can run for office without being part of their group. Apparently, you can't be president, you can't be senator, you can't be congressman, state senate, state legislators, governors, secretaries, local states, anything, unless you are part of their group, which is not the case. We run our country, anybody can run. A toothless, penniless guy living in a trailer in the Appalachian Mountains on a bus even can run for anything he wants. And if the people like his message, if the people believe that he is strong enough and has the cojones and the backbone to stand to it, that they will vote for him. They are terrified. This is all about power, guys. Listen to what else she says. Not even in his time in private practice. I appreciate Mr. Rosen's willingness to work with the department's career prosecutors to get up to speed on various law enforcement and national security matters. But the truth is, we can't and shouldn't afford to have somebody who is learning on the job. We need a deputy attorney general who has the experience to exhibit the knowledge and integrity required to those leading these important departmental efforts. We also need someone who's willing to act as an independent voice for the Department of Justice. Unfortunately, I am not convinced that Jeffrey Rosen is that person. From his work on the 2012 Republican National Convention Platform Committee to his op-eds attacking the Affordable Care Act, I believe that Mr. Rosen has demonstrated a history of partisanship that risks undermining the independence that we have so badly needed in our current political environment. At Mr. Rosen's hearing, I also expressed concerns about his work opposing environmental regulations, both during his time in the Bush administration and in his current role at the Transportation Department. Okay, so Rosen is a staunch critic of the Affordable Care Act, like a lot of people. But for some reason, it's considered a partisan thing. It shouldn't be. Healthcare should not be partisan. And the fact that she's saying it is a big concern because they're trying to label it as such. On top of that, obviously saying we can't have someone learn on the job. He's not learning on the job. The law is the law. It's black and white. There's no gray areas, so there's not much to learn. He's a very smart, intelligent person with an independent opinion. And obviously she doesn't like the fact that he doesn't believe in their climate change Kool-Aid. And so she's adamant that he would be bad. Now, They go on discussing, and Hirono makes a mention that a lot of people don't pay attention to and haven't. 
During the Clinton investigation, Rosen was part of that. She mentioned it on the fly, probably slip of the tongue. Hmm. That is very curious, isn't it? Uh, Especially in the fact that I see that a case from 1998 that was in a magistrate's court filed and has not proceeded has finally been filed in the magistrate's court in Washington to be unsealed. And that was granted just uh about a week ago so there is something coming that's huge and it involves clinton and hirono is obviously upset especially if rosen's going to be on that team when that is announced um so i am looking into it anyone that has pacer access it's night it's washington dc courts 19 mc what was it mc 18 i think And um, for anyone who has PACER access listening now, um, they can also look up case 98 MC 55. That is the first one. MC stands for magistrate court. Oh, and here's a hint. There's a big deal. Something's going on with Turkey, man. So a warrant was issued on a Turkish double agent that lives in Washington, D.C., uh, now I'm still digging to find, but they're, uh, they're also active on Twitter. Uh, they've changed their handle. Uh, they have an Instagram account. I've found a lot of juicy details on this guy and I am looking into it because it has to do with Turkey, but here's the deal. This person is linked to people that are high in stature, I would say, um, within our government. So he's tied into with uh, retired uh, U.S. Air Force officers. He is uh, in ties with the former Department of Defense uh, Joint Advanced Warfighting, who's a Chinese guy, Daniel Chu, if you remember. These are huge, huge deals, and no one is talking about it. So I'm going to talk about it. So let's get into Lindsey Graham. Let me tell you, let's talk about the Deter Act first. So the Deter Act um, is a a way that this bill is to um, discourage or deter people from election meddling, right? So this is, you know, this bill is bipartisan in sponsorship. We've got Corker from Tennessee, uh, we've got Mike Crapo or Crapo. <laughs> he is Crapo. Um, Senator Rand, um, they're all in on this and this is where it gets really, uh, confusing. The whole point of this bill is to create a deterrence, making people not think twice before they get into, I don't know, meddling with elections. So to make a credible threat, okay? Um, So, okay, when you want to deter someone, you kind of say, well, you know, if you do this, you might lose a leg. If you stick your finger in the socket, the consequences may be nothing, but it also may be that you'll get electrocuted. It's um interesting, right? So let's pretend someone does something that is a credible threat. 
Uh, a credible threat is that you would have to prove that someone would carry out that threat and it would um, give them some reward uh, for doing that, right? Also, if you make a credible threat, which is what deterrence is, it means that you are telling them that there is consequences if they go through with it. Okay, so deterrence um, is there to tell you, hey, there's consequences. I want to walk you through what their thought process is. So they're going to deter by making credible threats of consequences. At that point, the credible threat, whatever that may be, uh, a threat to, I don't know, post stuff on social media or call someone out. Um, they say, well, if you talk about, I don't know, Hillary Clinton, you should know that if it's found to be that maybe on your Patreon account, you have one Russian paying you or if you have a lot of Russian subscribers that uh, you know if we determine that Russians are promoting you then you could go to jail and so that's how that works on the deterrence now I if I want to put it out there what's the pros and cons the pros for me are I'm putting the message out there people are going to see it and that's great and that promotes um you know social discord you know and and discussion and promotes questions right that's what that's why we do things well this bill is to tell you be careful what you want to talk about because what when someone wants to deter you from doing something you have to understand your enemy is placing those credible threats of consequence to you and so that that point as a person you have to weigh out the pros and cons it's kind of like what facebook did if you share content of infowars or laura loomer you know we will ban you from the, com- the global community on social media forever, ever, ever. So this is what's scary, that they're putting forward a bill to um, deter. Now, here's where it gets really creepy, and this is where it scares me. Apparently, this bill will allow the director of national intelligence at this point it's Coates I don't know why he's still there because he was in that meeting with Pence and Rosenstein when they were discussing about him wearing a wire he also signed off on the visa renewals I'm pretty sure he's on his way out anytime now but apparently the DNI within 30 days from a federal election so let's say it's 2020 and we have elections in november so by october i don't know 5th uh the dni has to determine if a government of a foreign country a foreign country uh is or any person, you, I, someone in a campaign, is acting as an agent or on behalf of that government, and that they knowingly engage in the interference of the elections. Listen to the words. So let's pretend President Trump is running again, and a lot of people have applied to be part of his campaign. Um, some people are independently uh, campaigning for him, just like I did in 2015 and 2016. Uh, he didn't pay me. I wasn't on his staff, but I was very effective in giving out signs, stickers, and materials and talking about him, right? 
So I, if I was a double agent, I don't know, for the Ukraine or Germany or something, and I did that independently, and since I was effective in campaigning for Trump, uh, they would say, hey, Tory, you know, the Germans have paid you money, or, but let's pretend I'm not a double agent, and I just have a lot of German followers, or Russian, or Chinese, whatever that may be. Um, you're kind of, uh, working with a foreign government in that sense. Cause they've donated to your Patreon. They're clicking on your links. They're, um, listening to your radio show. They bought ad time from you and they are, you know, owned by, you know, Germany or China. You know, they could even say Epic times is, um, a threat because they're owned by a Chinese company. Not a lot of people knew that or know that. So I'm telling you that. So here's the deal. The DNI would be able to make that decision and immediately submit that to Congress in unclassified form, of course. Um, but they can have some classified portions according to the bill and the public would be made aware of the unclassified findings. So here we have a, a a law that they want to push through that says, well, if we find someone that we think or we have enough proof or evidence that they're working for the Trump campaign and they're even just getting $5 a month from them, uh, that could be enough to say that they're being paid for by another country. So ergo, the people know that that campaign is running with XYZ money. Therefore, I don't know, a China agent or a Russian agent or a German agent. Are you getting this? This is horrible. Like, how do you control who contributes to your Patreons, your PayPals, listens to your shows or your campaign? You don't. And that's the thing. They actually have to find intent to actually hold it against you. But that doesn't matter. The bottom line is they're going to contribute all that crap to the house, which is now run by Democrats. Okay. By Democrats, and then the Democrats are going to announce it and say, oh, you know, for example, let's just pick Brad Perscali, right? Totally love him. Let's pretend, um, you know, he gets a big, you know, we get a big campaign check for the Trump campaign, uh, you know, maybe all of them adding up to 250000 And all of those come from a company like Epoch Times, okay? Not saying that they're Chinese agents. I'm just saying that they're Chinese owned, okay? So let's, it comes from the Epoch Times, okay? And so they're getting a contribution, you know, not a lot of people know they're Chinese. So they're taking this and they have a quarter million dollars in raised funds from a company that's owned by China but isn't acting in Chinese interests. How do you know that? You can't. So here we go. The DNI says, well, the Trump campaign got a quarter million dollars from this company that's actually owned by China. So they're a Chinese agent. Ergo, the House will start saying, look, the Trump campaign is colluding with China. They need to be removed as a candidate. Are you getting it? This is just how far they go. Now, the bill further defines interference with the broadest brush ever that includes advertising and social media campaigns. So if you have a social media campaign or if anyone has a big following on social media and they are spreading, what does it say? It says specifically in the section, uh, part D says using social or traditional media to spread significant amounts of false information to individuals in the United States. Holy crap. 
are you getting this? So if you start talking about the Hillary Clinton body count, if you start talking about how Senator XYZ made millions in office and they're a criminal and you write it out and you put it out there, no matter how much evidence you have, if they determine it to be false information because they've done it, then you are going to be tried under this law. You are breaking the law. And it says the term interference with this broad brush is a following actions of the government of a foreign country or any person acting as an agent of or on behalf of such a government with the intent to influence the elections. Now, here's the concern. How many people were on that list by ABC's company saying that they were uh, perpetuating the false information of voter fraud? 200. Those 200 people were American citizens and they labeled them as Russian. No matter how many times you would say, but look, I'm here. I'm an American. I live here. I love to garden. I have kids. I don't have kids. I'm in college. Like, what are you talking about? I was born and raised here. Some of them are veterans. How do you fix that? You can't. You've been labeled as a Russian bot. So according to this law, you are now going to jail because you've committed a crime because a consensus says that you're a Russian bot. You are acting as an agent of a foreign government. Are you paying attention? Why is the right, you know, the conservative media not talking about this? Graham was right to table it because here's the thing. You can't talk about it right now because all eyes are on that judiciary committee because of Rosen. And you don't want to expose your dirty, dark secrets, do you? So this is why they tabled it. Because there are a lot of eyes on now because they're confirming Rosen. How is this happening in the United States? And this deterrent is just one of the two. So two of them were supposed to be discussed and passed today. The House pushed this already. Now it's up to the Senate. This is pure insanity, guys. They can block and degrade and, um, and, and refuse access to people on social media with just uh, clowns like Oliver Darcy claiming that you're a Russian bot. This is how corruption works. And this is indeed the most aggressive form of election meddling. They're trying to make censorship legal. And also trying to find ways to stop people from running for president. I'll see you in a bit. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr. and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this. Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978 855-700-2978 
855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever Welcome back to the Tory Says Show, and we will continue now talking about this Deterac. You have to understand that the term interference that they're saying is um, any actions of any person working on behalf of or being supported of or talking or um, being affiliated in any shape or form with any other government other than the United States with the intent to influence the election. It's, um, there are four ways that they define. So one is obtaining unauthorized action to access to election and campaign infrastructure or related systems or data, releasing such data or modifying such infrastructure systems or data. So basically if you, um, you know, penetrate any election systems or campaign infrastructure, kind of like, I don't know, the DNC exchange server, you know, so that's illegal now leaking, you know, information, stealing information. I mean, it's theft, obviously, but, um, that is under this law covered that if you leak a document, you see a document, it's against the law. The second one is blocking or degrading otherwise legitimate and authorized access to election and campaign infrastructure or related system or data. So basically if you don't allow them, to enter and see your data or, um, you know, if you, uh, degrade, uh, the, you, you disallow people from seeing the authorization or you allow anybody to see the authorization of elections, the machines, your campaign stuff, your money, anything that's against the law too. Contributions or expenditures for advertising, including on the internet. So that's considered interference. So anyone that gives you money, to advertise or campaign is under scrutiny. Like who's going to donate money now? Because, and how are you going to accept it? How are you going to accept money without knowing who's sending it to you? You can be in a lot of trouble, right? Because what if, uh, you know, a real 
a, a Russian national who has nightclubs decides to donate 50 grand to your campaign because you know what? You're giving him tax cuts that are getting him jobs. Well, he's a Russian national. So there you go. Now the Deterac kicks in and says you're liable because you took his money. So now what? Campaigns have to pay people to investigate and do FBI background checks on each and every contribution. Or if someone decides to put up a poster or a banner or a a billboard for a candidate and they're not an American citizen, maybe they're Honduran or Hispanic or Spanish from Spain or Nigerian, Kenyan, Somali, whatever, and they pay for it, then, hey, you're getting money from a foreign agent and they're advertising for you, so ergo, you're in trouble. And then another one, using social or traditional media, again, to spread significant amount of false information. This is a big deal because who determines what's false? I mean, are we talking about Ilhan Omar and how she married her brother? That's not false. No one's denying it, but no one's accepting it as true. They're saying it's false when it's true, but none of them are verifying. So, hey, so now the bill also defines election and campaign infrastructure. So the election and campaign infrastructure is the communications technologies and systems used by or on behalf of the federal government, the state and local government managing the election process, including voter registration databases, voting machines, voting tabulation equipment, equipment for the secure transmission of election results and other systems. So basically, this is the good part of it. Hey, if you penetrate any of these voting machines, voter registration, or commit any crime in regards to registering people, or you transmit the results differently, you know, like two weeks later, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't a Republican. It was a Democrat because we got like these late votes and we counted them late. Um, So that's one part. The other one is principal campaign committee or national committee as defined by the federal election campaign act of 1971 with respect to strategy or tactics affecting the conduct of a political campaign, including electronic communications and the information stored on processed or trans um, transiting uh, the technology and system. So basically all the computer systems, email lists, um, uh, campaign materials that are going out. Now, here are the major automatic sanctions. When the DNI determines that it may find interference by any foreign power, the, the Russians are the ones that are going to be penalized. Basically, the Deter Act, s- seriously, guys, uh, requires that the Treasury Secretary or the President... Uh, are supposed to automatically sanction the country within 10 days if the DNI determines that Russia interfered with the U.S. elections. Hold on. So this is a Russia-targeted law because it only talks about Russia. So the Ukraine can't meddle, Kenya can't meddle, Australia can't, you know, Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico. They can't. It's just Russia. Are you getting this? So although the DNI's determination is made with respect to interference by any country, the the activities only trigger sanctions if Russia interfered. Are you paying attention? So the jargon says any country and you're in trouble and whatever, but you only get sanctions if you're Russian. So Biden and Hillary Clinton, you know, pandering to China and, you know, if China interferes, they could be in trouble, but 
China won't be sanctioned. Neither will the Ukraine, neither will Kenya, Guatemala. Are you paying attention? How is this bill being put together? This is a big problem. So specific sanctions are financial institutions. So this bill literally lays out Russian financial institutions. So if the Ukraine comes in, say Germany comes in and they start meddling, no, they don't say Deutsche Bank or Dresner or, you know, ABN Ambro. Well, actually, they're, they're, um, they're not. They're, they're, wait, ABN Ambro is from Holland. So they're Dutch. But anyway. But instead, it says Zverbank, VTD Bank, Gazprom Bank, Bank of Moscow, and Rosholhoz Bank. So all of Russia's largest banks are there. And, you know, <laughs> this is what is the problem. So financial institutions are their target, and they name Russian banks, okay? Done. So they don't even question how, hey, Germany might be involved. Hey, Japan, China, North Korea, Guatemala. No, no, no. It's vague broad strokes of any country but then when it comes to sanctions and penalties it only focuses on russia so then they go energy companies so like gazprom uh, gazprom uh, probably drac oil as well even though they're really ukrainian um are named there and it already says subject to more limited ukrainian related sanctions so (laughs) this is ridiculous you guys and then they have defense and intelligence sectors so they have the bill directing the secretary to impose blocking under ieep ieepa targeting all property and interests of property of any entity subject to sanctions under section 231 of the countering america's adversaries through sanctions act of 2017 the katza oh <laughs> so guys the only people that are going to be pe- the only country that can be penalized is russia how is this bill even being formulated how is this fair what are they saying they are making this bill they are creating this bill for 2020 you're not seeing it they manufactured this whole Mueller investigation on russia and it was all bs they're going to do it again, and they're going to say it's involved, and right as we're getting great relations with Russia, this law will make our president stymie any progress he has made with the Far East and the Europeans and Iran because of this law. You should be contacting every single one of these clowns, that includes Grassley, who is sponsoring this, to not allow this bill to be passed where is the president? Where's the right, right media? Where's conservative media? Why aren't they talking about this? This is ridiculous. So then they say state-owned entities operating in certain sectors, those sanctions. Other state-owned entities sanction those as well. Sovereign debt transaction, done. Political figures and oligarchs. Really, you guys, it requires the president to impose a blocking under under the IEEPA. It also directs the president to deny any visa or revoke any, or extend any visa from any senior foreign political figure or oligarch that is described before that. Do you understand what they're doing? They are passing a bill to target sense to to create censorship to validate Russian bot claims. And then the only people that they're really going to hold accountable, even though they say any country, are the Russians. So if China meddles, there's no sanctions because it's not labeled in the bill. If Kenya does it, Guatemala, Germany, the United Kingdom, Australia, Argentina, Uruguay, whatever, you name the country, it's doing it. They're not going to get in trouble unless they're Russian. 
If this isn't collusion, and if this isn't another secret undermining coup against our nation, I don't know what is. Where is everyone? Is everyone sleeping? I see all these big blue check marks on the right and conservative media talking about things I talked about two weeks ago. This is what we should be talking about. It's a good thing this was tabled today. They didn't want eyes on it. That's why. That's why they tabled it. And this is why when it was being recorded, they skirted by it. It was the first two sentences of what Graham said. It went from black to, yeah, we're going to table those two. Yeah, you're going to table them because everyone's watching to see how Rosen is being uh, you know, confirmed and they don't want people knowing what they're doing. So that's the deter act. Let's get into the the other act, the um, <clears throat> which is uh, the uh, not the deter act, the um, defending the integrity of voting systems act. Sorry. So this one is sponsored by Blumenthal, White House, and Graham only. So these are the three people. So what they're saying, so White House said that Russia and other hostile actors are continuously bombarding the cyber defenses of our critical infrastructure in an attempt to sow chaos and distrust. He said, protesting the instruments of our democracy from these attacks and safeguarding Americans with faith in the integrity of elections are bipartisan goals. Yet I don't see much bipartisanship because it's Blumenthal, White House, and Graham. Graham is a snake. Graham is old guard. Graham is the blackest hat there is, and it looks like it's gray, which is one of the worst. You do not want off black hats. You want to know who the snake is, and he is one of the seven angry rhinos. Blumenthal had said that the special counsel's report on Russian interference demonstrates America's elections infrastructure is the front line of foreign government's efforts to subvert our democracy. And Graham then goes ahead and says, Russian interference in the 2016 election exposed just a small piece of our adversary's cyber capabilities. There he is pushing the narrative... Okay, pushing the narrative that, oh, yeah, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. Let me tell you, the Defending the Integrity of Voting System Act would allow the Department of Justice to pursue federal charges of the hacking of any voting system that is used in a federal election. But in turn, it will also allow the Department of Justice to to prosecute people on a federal level if they are purporting information on the internet that they may find distasteful or um, promoting another country's agenda. So that's open-ended. So Graham said that seeking to undermine American democracy and our standing on the world stage, hostile nations like Russia, Iran, China, and North Korea work every day to develop new cyber weapons to deploy against the United States. But pieces of legislation provide the Department of Justice urgently needed tools to shut down the digital infrastructure used by cyber criminals and prosecute those who hack our current, uh, our critical infrastructure. And Congress should pass these bills to help protect us from Russian interference in, in, uh, in the next elections and the broad array of other state enabled cyber threats. So th- what is going on here, guys? They are trying to say that okay we've got the hacking portion but we also have the people portion and if you are determined to be a russian bot you can be blue in the face you can be bleeding red white and blue you can be sleeping with an american flag every single day you could be shooting your guns up in the air and 
you know, just being all American with your cowboy boots and, you know, your, your chewing tobacco, whatever stereotypes they think of Americans, right? Or using your A1 soft. That's a good one. They will still put you in jail. They will restrict you from being allowed to use the internet. They will poke a hole into your life and give you a thorough colonoscopy. So dare you have a following that is considered impressionable over 50,000 and you put forward pro-Trump stuff. Or you say something along the like, thank you, Russia, for working this deal out with North Korea because China is dragging their feet because they're pissed that they're going to have to pay now. Thank you for being, you know, cooperative. Thank you for doing deals. You say something like that, you're going to go to jail and you can sit there while they investigate to make sure you haven't gotten a ruble in your account. How is this happening and no one is talking about it? These two bills that have some really good stuff in it, like the hacking part, I'm all for it. Let's get them because you know right now that the Biden, the Democrat camp is looking for ways to infiltrate our election systems and change the digital counts. This is why I'm like, let's do paper ballot. Let's have oversight. Let's pay attention. (laughs) So I'm all for that. But tagging it along to Russian bots and the fact that the Deter Act, for example, only has sanctions for Russia and no other country should raise a red flag to everyone. So you're passing a bill that only sanctions Russia, but any other nation on the planet that hacks our systems, influences our elections, pays for advertising, funds campaigns or anything else is okay. It's just Russia. So let's just make sure that we get an oligarch that has a company that has a company that has a company to drop a quarter million dollars into the Trump campaign. Trump campaign doesn't know any better. And suddenly you can't run for president because the DNI said you got money from Russia and you need to sanction Russia now because now we discovered it. And you're like, but I'm in the middle of talks with North Korea. We're looking to denuclearize us, Russia and China. This is important. We can't do this. Well, You decide you either can't run or you got to sanction them. You got 10 days. Clock is ticking, President Trump. That's what they're going to do. That is exactly what they're going to do. They're going to set him up to fail. (laughs) Why is no one paying attention? Nobody. They're busy with stupid things. You know, old news. Let's talk about how Comey's a clown. He's going to jail, guys. It's a matter of time. That thing's going to pop. It's done. We need to focus on moving forward. You know, everybody keeps saying, well, we need to hold them accountable. We will. We are holding them accountable. But we need to look forward. We need to look at their strategy coming up. And I've been saying it, and I feel like I'm talking to a wall sometimes. Because I know a lot, a lot of conservative big heads listen to my show. A lot of them. Some of them even tweet while I'm talking and pretend it's their content. That's fine. I'm totally fine with it. As long as you do something with it. Do something. Ask the questions. Put it forward and put the pattern together. You've got Pelosi telling you there will not be a Trump 2020. We will make sure of it. And how are they making sure of it? By passing laws. They've got two already sitting in the Senate. They've got one coming in again for a second try with Lofton. 
in regards to being able to redraw congressional districts, to centralize, you know, elections all to the federal government, to allow the political party in power to select the FEC board, to allow big corporate dollars to fund and line fat pockets that they have. Oh, and to use taxpayer money to do that because I want to fund Hirono's campaign, even though I can't stand her, even though she's not in my district, you should take my hard earned money and fund her. Are you kidding? These are the, they're, they're planning it. The big social media giants are already banning people and silencing. They're labeling people fake news. We even have ICANN demoting sites and making them look like spam or putting down their integrity where people from their own domains can't even email because they're considered spam. Banks are shutting accounts down. Cryptocurrency shutting accounts down. You can't go, you can't book with Lyft, Airbnb, Uber, nothing. They are banning you left and right, and everyone's sitting there with their thumbs up their butt, retweeting MAGA, go Trump. No, this is what you should be tweeting about. They are fixing the elections, and they are coming from all sides. All sides. They are pulling every trick they can. And so we've got the legislation trick, three pieces of legislation that they're doing to target different facets of it, so it closes off, so it's full control. There goes that. Then they have the mainstream media where they're pushing, pushing, pushing this Russia collusion again. This, uh, you know, defaming the president, harassing him, cyberbullying him, you name it, they're doing it. So they've got mainstream. Now they've got social media deplatforming, depersoning, unpersoning people off of a global community because they influence, they bring the news. They talk about it. See, for me, they can't do much. I'm on the airwaves, man. And if I'm not on your terrestrial airwaves, I'm on your digital airwaves. And I could tell you what, it's going to take a lot to shut me up. I've been attacked so many times. But see, the thing is, people don't know who they're targeting sometimes. Laura Loomer, young girl, she's going to be 26 in a few days. Look at what she's done. She's, she is going down in history. Because she's fighting for what? To stop the censorship for freedom. This is what they're doing. They're blocking everything. So that way, all you could do is get what they tell you. If something is repeated to you over and over and over again, you're going to believe it. Because you're not hearing anything else. If someone calls you a loser for 10 years, you're going to be a loser. Because that's all you hear all day. If someone calls you fat, you could be five pounds, almost dead, and you will believe you're fat because you hear it all the time. It's about time we voice these concerns. We stop them because our president has given us the power back and we're not using it. Instead, it's like, I follow back all MAGA. Yeah, MAGA this, MAGA that. No, dude, your job is to put stuff out like this. Why does the Deterac only have sanctions for Russia? What if the Germans decide to meddle? What if the Kenyans? What if, you know, China? How come they're not getting sanctions? People need to put that down. Because this is how they do it. Because in the end, if it happens with China, right, for Biden, and they start funding Biden, and we use that bill, he nobody has to sanction China because it's not the law. 
No one's going to get any penalties because it's not the law. It's only about Russia. It has nothing to do. Oh, bad call on China. Mm. Biden got a lot of money from China. It's okay. It's not against the law. Trump got money from Russia. Oh, it's against the law. He better put sanctions on right now. That's how they work, you guys. This is what we should be doing. We should be putting it out there. We should be telling people. We should be reiterating this. You know, I'll tell you what. All of you out there that are listening, how many of you on Twitter have seen the advertisement for FBI apply to be a special agent? If you have seen it, they're reaching out to you. They are coming to you and saying, apply, we need you in some form or shape. I have been seeing their advertisement nonstop. I would never work directly for the federal government again. I've been working for them as an independent contractor for over 10 years now. There is no way I would tie myself again because there is no way I would enter the swamp again. Just so you know, because they are targeting you. They are talking to you. They know who they want and they tell you these things. I'm telling you this because if you're out there and you're thinking of a career change and you see that go through your Twitter feed, then so be it. And for all of you that follow like 100,000 people, 10,000 people, how do you even see the news? You know, you're following all these people. We should be more careful of who we follow, not so much on their message, but, you know, their content. Because I say this all the time. You know, I don't follow people for the sake of following them so they could grow my following. I've got half a million people listening to me on air. I I don't need that appeasement. I don't know why people look for that appeasement. It's about content. You have content, you're sharing, people will follow you. I have people that have like a hundred followers and I follow them. Why? Because the content they share is amazing and they don't have to follow me back. I really don't care. Because I'm there to get the news. Everyone should be doing that. Don't be on there to share cute pictures and trains and following people back. Be there because you want to be part of the conversation. You want things like this, like the Deturac. Hey, Graham. Hey, Grassley. Hey, all you clowns that are supposedly Republicans that push this through. Why are there only sanctions for Russia? Can we delete the Russia thing and just make it generic for any country? Why are we doing this? because they're all in on it. Take names down, no matter how good they look, no matter how many great things they've said, you know, in session, on TV, and you're like, yeah, America. No. No. Because even a murderer will hug a child. Even a murderer will save a life. Understand that. You have to pay attention to these things. The deter act. Deter act. Oh my gosh, how is this even happening? And no one is paying attention. Now in the second hour, we're going to talk about stuff I know really well, which is global politics, the economics behind it, and we're going to talk Comey. Um, So after the short break, we'll continue with China, Iran, Russia, and Comey, 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 who's going to be on Anderson Cooper tonight. And I'll actually be watching that. I can't wait. Hopefully he looks as dingy as he did on CBS. Stay tuned. I'll be with you in just a few. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. 
You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the second half of the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. Remember, you can always find me here Monday through Friday on Red State Talk Radio, 12 to 2 Eastern Time on your terrestrial waves and digitally. Um, we do have an app, the Red State Talk Radio app, where you can listen to all our show hosts um, live, or you could just tell your smart devices, you know, like Google or your Alexa, hey, um, Play Red State Talk Radio. Uh, Also, there's a TalkStream Live app, and TalkStream Live is a platform that allows you to be able to listen to all radio shows, all talk radio shows, uh, globally. Um, And, you know, we happen to be (laughs) on the top 10 shows. Uh, Actually, the Tori Says Show has been top 10 since December, and I I only started in November, so that's pretty cool, right, guys? Uh, So I wanted to talk about the developments uh, during my first hour. Uh, the developments where the president was talking about the unexpected bills that we get and how hospitals conceal uh, charges. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit, even though I really want to delve into the China thing. Uh, I can leave that for the last half hour because something astonishing happened today. And what happened was that the president made a comment and it's pretty much hinting. Take a listen to what he said. If it were the opposite way, they'd prosecute him under the Logan Act. But John Kerry violated the Logan Act. He's talking to Iran and has been, has many meetings and many phone calls, and he's telling them what to do. That is a total violation of the Logan Act, because what they should be doing is their economy is a mess ever since I took away the Iran deal. So here's the thing. Let's talk about Iran a bit. We put in the regime that is in power in Iran right now. We did. And by we is the United States of America. Specifically, it was Peter Strzok's dad. So just to make it clear so you understand what's going on, John Kerry is indeed in violation of the Logan Act because the Logan Act is is actually a law that pretty much states that it's a crime For you, that has no authorization by the United States government to negotiate on behalf of the the United States government with other countries. John Kerry is doing that. So is Hillary Clinton. So is Obama. They're all in violation. Barack Hussein Obama has no right going to Europe and negotiating on behalf of our country. He is no longer president. It's done. Now, um, I find that pretty awesome. I am going to retweet a reporter that if you're not following, you should. His name is Kevin Cork. Uh, he works for Fox News, and he's actually White House correspondent. Uh, he used to work for um, NBC, too. Great guy. And you know what? I don't follow a lot of reporters. I don't. 
I'll look up for their stuff that's there or people that I follow who retweet their stuff, I'll take a look at it. But I don't follow a lot of them because they're very biased. This guy I actually follow because he's unbiased and he's a great source. Great source for news that's happening. He's in the White House press pool. You should follow him. He's awesome. Uh, so uh, he talked about the Logan Act, actually put the, the law in there, the statute that actually uh, describes it and said exactly what I said, which is you are not allowed to negotiate on behalf of the United States if you have no business doing. And, you know, obviously the left is going insane saying, oh my gosh, he's calling to prosecute John Kerry. Um, no. Uh, and yes. <laughs> no and yes. That's how it is. No and yes. We're going to get this done. It's going to get done. And that's how it's going to happen. Um, I want people to understand that this is all out war against our president. It is all out war against our president. They are hitting him from all sides and it's people within his own camp. With China now, with the meeting that, that, that's going to happen with China, you know, they don't want it to succeed. Because the one thing that I've been mentioning many, many times is that the Far East clique, the block of China, is very, very difficult to penetrate. Even our five eyes allies, right, are coming out saying that, you know, China's not desperate to work. Yeah, they're not desperate themselves. But countries like the United Kingdom, uh, the European Union and Australia are desperate because if we impose tariffs, then the prices for the products they import go up, up, up. So in essence, China will be hurt because if the European Union is not getting the same prices they're getting now from the Chinese government, um, they might look elsewhere. So, yeah. So China's in a, between a rock and a hard place. Do they say, well, guys, um, they're putting tariffs, so um, we have to raise your prices. And we're not going to negotiate with you we're negotiating with them because they've got a lot of people and they've got a lot of means and they're powerful and we want to keep the peace that's one way they can go another way they can go is no no one bullies china we are supreme mm -mm. so we had the australians come out yesterday and an australian hold on i think i have a clip of him talking he's a he's the former prime minister of australia super clown take a listen to what he says because this will tell you just how they're Well, pushing. I think uh, if you look at the world from um, Beijing just at the moment, um, a few things need to be emphasised as far as the trade this negotiations go. I think the first is this, that um, China's economy six months ago when Xi Jinping and President Trump last met in Buenos Aires was considerably shakier than it is six months later. The Chinese have applied a whole bunch of stimulus measures. Uh, growth has uh, been restored, including some tax advantages for the private sector. Why do I say all this? Is that China is approaching these negotiations as of May 2019 in a considerably stronger economic position in its own self-perception uh, and in the numbers than was the case six months ago. So I think any American assumption that China is therefore economically desperate uh, is um, not well placed. The f other thing I'd say in terms of the mood to answer your question uh, is this. 
the commentary here in China and the official media uh, has emphasized time and time again uh, in the last uh, several days that this economy in China is resilient and there's um, some preparation in social media for the possibility of the Chinese economy continuing even in the absence of a trade deal. So what do I sense here is a movement of low-level defiance. Kevin, so uh, that is consistent with what we have been hearing as well, that the Chinese are patient, they are willing to play uh, the long game and uh, dig in. Does that imply an extended impasse then in uh, the trade negotiations? They drag on. And does your country, from a terms of trade perspective, become collateral damage? Ah, there we go. Well, leave Australia to one side for the moment. I'm I'm actually president of the Asia Policy Institute in New York these days, um, in Beijing at the moment. So we look at the broad global and regional impact uh, for the entire economy of the world in terms of how it's affected by these trade negotiations. On the specific um, probability of success of Vice Premier Liu Ke's visit to uh, Washington, uh, which is uh, about to start, um, or is starting... Uh, The bottom line is this. A few other details should be emphasised. Liu He um, goes to Washington uh, with a considerably smaller delegation than was originally planned. That's what I'm advised here. And secondly, on top of that, um, if you look carefully in the fine print, um, his designations for this visit no longer include the particular designation that he's the special representative of President Xi Jinping. What does all that mean in the overall scheme of things? Again, China seeking to demonstrate to the American side that they're not so desperate for a deal that they'll just roll over on anything. On the, on the substantive matters involved in this, um, uh, if you like, this uh, drama of the last several days, it seems to be along the lines of an American frustration that the Chinese negotiating text does not include a reference to uh, China incorporating the proposed changes in the bilateral agreement into Chinese law, as opposed to Chinese regulations and operations. Um, But the Chinese are also briefing out, it seems, that the Americans have brought in some last-minute changes as well. I can't judge whether that's an accurate claim or not, but it has to do uh, with uh, the uh, American position uh, on uh, technology. So... Okay, so I'm turning him off. Why? Because he didn't answer the question. See, that's the question you have to ask. Why is the former Prime Minister Rudd of Australia in Beijing right now? Because here's what's happening, guys. We've got the Australians, the Brits, the EU, and all the other crows coming in saying, China, don't worry about America. You got us. We got trade. We got trade. Don't kneel to them. Don't let them do this. Because if they do this, then you know what happens? We can't get cheap products from you. So we'll support you. So what he said is true. That all of a sudden... China decides, hey, I'm going to allow more foreign private investments to come in when China is the only nation on the planet that does not allow foreign investments or any tax breaks. Are you paying attention now? It's the whole world against the United States of America and people are not seeing it. China already broke our deal because they're talking with other people. China's 
upset. And this is why Pompeo, when he went to the Arctic Council, said, I know what they're doing. They're trying to get their Silk Road matched up with Moscow's Icy Road so they can get passage and deliver goods to the European Union without using U.S. Soil, because you know how they do it? They ship it out to the west coast of the U.S., hop it on a train, push it out east, and from Canada, get shipped on other boats to the European Union. And now China has circumvented that, saying, hey, Russia, we'll let you be by the Silk Road if you want, as long as you let us use your Arctic Passage. Are you getting it? It's the whole world against President Trump. And none of you should be sitting idly. All of you should be there screaming it from the top of your lungs. No, America first. No, America first. We want America first. That's what has to happen. But that's not it. It's not just the whole world colluding against us. It's our own elected officials on the inside doing it too. He is being attacked from every side. All of you should be out there tweeting, talking, and pushing the, 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 the truth that we are under attack. This is a tipping point. This is the cusp. And for all of you that are optimistic about 2020, they are coming out with guns a-blazing, kind of like Taxol when you take it for cancer. Blindfolded and Uzis just attacking everything, taking no prisoners. That's exactly what that chemotherapy drug does. It attacks every single cell, hoping that it'll target cancer. This is exactly what the whole world and the Democrats and rhinos are doing to our country. They're out there with Uzis blindfolded, and they don't care who it gets as long as they can take down President Trump, because how dare he? How dare he become president? How dare he let people think that they could just come and work for the government without going through the motions and being groomed? How dare he inspire the people of the United States to take control of their country? How dare he? That's exactly what their message is. And China, again, the Far East Bloc is the hardest to penetrate the hardest. There are so many foreign banks looking to create Asia funds, looking to move businesses there that all have resided in Singapore because China says no. And suddenly within 30 days of deadlines looming for the Iran oil, et cetera, suddenly they open their doors and President Xi should know better because in the past, what has happened, President Xi, what has happened? Your empire collapses when you allow foreigners to enter. Have you not learned your lesson over 5,000 years? Yes, you're not allowing migrants, but you are allowing foreign businesses to penetrate your country, which you can remove forcefully, but then you'll have the whole world against you. This is a can of worms that he shouldn't have opened. He should have been on board with the whole fair trade because tariffs are fair. And that would make Australia, the United Kingdom, and the EU actually work. It would actually make them not take advantage of Africa anymore because no one's talking about Africa and we need to talk about Africa. Africa is a continent that is massive, super rich in resources and the source of cheap labor. People don't like to talk about it because automatically they think about slavery. And you know what? It's a really hot topic there. Ask the Chinese who are using slaves there. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Want to make a bet? 
It's the dark continent for a reason. Do you know why it's not dark? Why it is dark? Why don't they have power? Why don't they have internet? Any company that would enter into China and line it up and power it and put power grids and give them internet would be rich. Why aren't they going? Because they're not allowed to. You're not supposed to be able to see what goes on in Africa. That is why it's the dark continent. China knows that because that's the plan. Africa would be on the top of the list. You think the Arctic is a big stretch of new opportunities? What about Africa? Let's shine some light because Africa is the wound of the planet. And like I've said, any wound, a wound is a cut that will always allow light to enter. And this is a wound that we need to allow light to shed through, pull that bandaid off and let them see. But for now, we got to deal with China. We got to deal with this global attempt to coup. Panama City yesterday looked like a rock concert, didn't it? So many people, so many people pumped there. And he told us, he said that the Chinese have been a lot stiffer on their position. And, you know, Vice Premier Liu is coming and supposedly, according to the Australian, he's not the ultimate representative, which in words, and he's right, um, in Chinese terms, it means, well, you know, he's coming because he's the only one that, you know, is high ranking enough to speak with the president. And it would be insulting if they sent someone else. But he is now stripped of the title of the key negotiator. Okay, so Robert uh, Leitzer. Uh, he is um, going to be getting – he's actually President Trump's top negotiator. I mean, how could he be top negotiator? President Trump is the man. He is the huge negotiator. Um, the tariffs are about $200 billion in Chinese goods, and they're going to increase by 25% by the end of the day. And this is a big deal because, you know, this, these are risks that President Trump is taking to show a position of power. He will not yield, even though our allies, air quotes, allies are working against us. Leitzer uh, is telling members of Congress that um, the deal may not happen. And that is what is being heard I really hope that China finds some common ground with us because if we have to impose the tariffs, it's going to destroy a lot of relations that are existing. It's going to make it a lot more difficult. And the fact that the United Kingdom and Australia have seemed to side with China, we should take a better look at who we call our allies. In any case, if I was President Trump, and I know it sounds a bit, whoa, I wouldn't go to the state visit to the United Kingdom. I'd tell the queen to go poke it. She can have her scones on her own because they're leading this effort. The Brits are leading this effort because Brexit is a big pain for the EU, and the Brits have to make a decision. Is their kingdom independent or is it dependent on a global socialized movement? Do they really think, do the monarchs in Europe, from the Netherlands to Finland to Sweden to Belgium and England, do those monarchs, do those royal persons really believe that the Germans will yield their power to them? Do they really believe 
that other countries that do not have kingdoms will yield their power to them. It will not happen. They own the majority of these nations, yet it will not happen and it will crumble. And these monarchs, their bloodline will end. Now, maybe not now, but in a hundred years for sure. Because you can, you cannot enslave people, even though it's willful, because you have convinced them that it's a good thing that they comply. It is a good thing that they have no rights, that it's a good thing that you are in power. And it's a good thing that you are the one to make decisions, life and death decisions for them. It is a good thing that you will decide that eating animals anymore is not right. You will be eating lab-grown meat because that's what we say is a good thing. This is huge, guys, because this envoy that's coming to talk trade right now has all of these partners, these kingdoms, leeching onto them saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You stay with us. Yeah, they need China to don't do it don't negotiate because then they can control the Chinese. If President Xi was the least bit smart, he would understand that the only reason they're doing it is to have hold of his kingdom, his empire, the Chinese, in effect, all of them. Because China is very credible and it honors their word always. So the fact that they were saying that they're not going to come was never going to happen because it's a matter of honor. Your word is as good as you are. So if your word is backtrack, then you are backtrack. So they will come and they will discuss and it'll be candid. I'm hoping that the president gets personal time without any ears or eyes with Liu. So that way they can make it clear. You don't need to leverage North Korea. We can take them down because understand that China is dependent on all these so-called allies, on all these facets of trade and established relations that they have. So for them, it's very difficult. They may want to comply and maintain their cultural norms of not allowing foreign governments to penetrate them. They may want to. But it comes down to money and China's GDP is not good. No matter what people say, you know, oh, look, they have sudden growth. Of course they do. Because you just dumped a whole lot of money into them within 30 days to convince them to go against the president of the United States, against your supposed ally. We have Biden and Hillary pandering to China, too. It is the world against the USA. And the faster people see it, the faster we can remedy it. The faster people talk about it, the faster we can eradicate the threat. Our allies are working against us. They are not our allies. I'm using air quotes on allies. The United Kingdom, Australia, Italy, Germany, France, Spain, you name it, they all came against us. They tried to help our domestic clowns to overthrow a duly elected president. We still have these same clowns negotiating with nations. Why do you think Pelosi was in the United Kingdom just a week ago? Oh, just to threaten them that if they get Brexit, they won't get trade, even though it's none of her business? No, it's to make sure that they put pressure on China. We cannot have President Trump win. We cannot have him succeed China really needs to come through because China is indeed the enemy only because they're being empowered by everyone else. And believe it or not, I know people hate to hear this, but Russia has nothing to lose. 
And Russia kind of likes the the thought of a competitive economy where people rise up together and we just grow. They actually like that idea. And the Chinese are kind of, okay, we'll grow steadily on our terms and everybody can grow because at some point you're all going to fail anyway. China kind of likes that. North Korea is dying for it. They're dying to be out in the public. They are dying to trade. And North Korea has been that, you know, orphan child of China where they're like, you want us to give you rice and feed your people? Then you better do this. Buy those rockets and send them to us and don't tell anyone you sent them. Oops. Did I just let that slip? Hmm. Hence why they're not denuclearizing because they don't want the United States or anyone else to know what they have because they've been doing it via North Korea, which North Korea has been doing via Iran, which Iran has been doing via Russia. Are you getting me now? And this is why Russia was like, I'm totally cool. We can denuclearize together. A trilateral agreement between the U.S., Russia and China to denuclearize. That's a big deal. But while we're discussing denuclearization on a global scale and from these global giants like us, Russia and China, we've got the United Kingdom collecting nukes and transporting them north in their nation. We've got Sweden buying up nukes. Why, why, why? What is going on? That's what's going on. It is global collusion against the American people. They do not want us free. We are the last standing people that are actually free. There is no other nation on the planet that is like us. No other nation on the planet that allows the people to have a voice. Look at them. They vote and they still don't get their way. They asked for Brexit and it's been how many years now? Greece voted to get a Grexit in 2015. Did they Grexit? No. Even though it was an overwhelming 62% and even though their mainstream media was saying everybody wants to stay. Don't listen to no's. Don't vote no. Vote yes. Vote yes. They had wine and champagne at the rally so people could come and free food. That's how they do it. We are the only free people. We are not allowed to exist because we are the light of hope for the rest of the world and we are motivating them. And Trump is leading that fight. So everyone is attacking President Trump. God help us. I'll see you all in a few where we'll delve more into the deep state and what's to come. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855 700 2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? 
Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the Tori Sess Show. Um, and I'm Tori, of course. So I wanted to talk about Comey and the deep state a little bit so you guys can understand. Because obviously the deep state has been working against us uh, on all facets. They have been colluding with China. They have been dropping insane money. They are shameless uh, into China in order to deter them from coming to an agreement with the United States of America which has always been the beacon of hope, the beacon of freedom, and the beacon of light to all. And this is why we see people globally chanting Trump, Trump, Trump. This is why people want a president like Trump, because they know that we are in charge. We, the people, are in charge. And people need to understand just how big this war is, because World War I was, you know, World War One and World War Two were tanks. World War Three are banks, right? So how are we doing this with money? Even though we have the World Bank in our corner, it's not fast enough because we've got these shameless people that are using our military, our growth, to uh, using our money that we give them actually to attack us by investing that in China. Pay attention and see who's in Beijing this week. Who was there last week from all these governments? Ask Angela Merkel where she was. Ask Juncker. See, people aren't paying attention. And it, it, and it pains me to see our conservative media not focusing on the right things. We're focusing on child playground stuff. Like, why aren't people really telling the American population what's really going on? What's really up? We're talking about, oh, Pelosi said this. Yeah, it's great. It's kind of like, um, have you ever spoken to someone where you're like, oh, oh, let me use a personal example. My daughter. She's like, oh, my gosh. And then my friend did this and my friend. And I'm like, dude, that's really not a problem. I don't understand how you're sad about that. You don't know what real problems are. It's kind of like that. Everyone's talking about all these problems and they're not talking about the real big ones. 
They're not talking about our foreign relations. They're not talking about our trade deficits. They're not talking about the internal infrastructure of our government and how rotted it is. We have termites everywhere. If it was made of wood, it would be standing on like one split right now. That's how corrupt it is. We have people that are actually in the government that have joined and have tried to work really, really hard and really well for the people that have felt so betrayed that they have nowhere to turn. Mm-mm. Comey, where is that indictment? We need it popped. But with all this rubbish going around with China and with everyone attacking us, it's kind of like they're forcing us to delay things. Please don't delay it. Drop it today. Don't drop it tomorrow. It'll be buried. They'll start talking about China and they're trying to get our, our, our farmers to, to loathe President Trump because of tariffs. Like I see it everywhere. Heidi Heidkamp's brother is, is, is sitting and talking to one of the biggest states in agriculture, right? North Dakota, where I live in and saying, Oh yeah, you're a patriot. If you support Trump, yet your farm is getting destroyed because of his tariff wars. But the thing is, he doesn't explain to him how every single ally we have has been pouring money into China so that we can't get a fair share. He's not telling them how we have alternate trade agreements with Brazil now that Brazil has their own version of Trump. Right? He's not saying that. He's pandering on the fact that people don't pay attention, that people focus on the little things, that people don't see far enough. This is how the Deter Act and the Integrity Voting Act are flying under the radar and they're just going to push them through his law and then you have no idea what's going on. And during the break, as I was seeing, there was a tweet sent out and it was pretty incredible. It's what Ray said. Right. How Ray uh, said that he's working with Silicon Valley uh, for deplatforming disinformation ahead of the 2020 elections because of Russia's attempt to meddle again. That's the Deter Act. He can't work with them if that act isn't passed. We cannot get the Deter Act passed if anyone has a direct communication with one of these blue check marks. because I send it to them. And they're like, no one's talking about it. We need to be talking about it. We need to because if the Deter Act goes into effect, everyone and their mother will be deplatformed that's conservative except for those that say oh they're not talking about it so we're not we need people to talk about this this is what we need to be talking about the fact that internally they are pushing laws to get it done look at comey he's sweating didn't he look disgusting on cbs right he's sweating he's scared because he's already been indicted and it just hasn't been unsealed he's already been arrested his family has been relocated except for his daughter that works for the you know southern district of new york u.s she's a u.s attorney actually there and she's working on the case investigating president trump his corporation everything his kids funny huh how she's protected that's the first thing someone should say is she's a relative of someone that has committed crimes against the president as a candidate and as president she cannot work on that case why is she on it Mm. go figure because the swamp isn't draining fast enough it is not and we need to focus really really hard all of you need to focus really really hard what do you want? I mean, you know, I'm 40, so I've got 20 years of this, maybe 25 years of this crap to be spoon fed to me. And then I'm gone. So, Hey, whatever. Right. What do you want? 
What do you want out of our country? What do you, what are your ambitions? Do you just want to be a subject? Do you just want to follow along? Do you want people like Comey to exist? Like Clinton to exist? Like Pelosi? These are the people that, I mean, come on guys. Let's, let's, let's play a game. Let's pretend we're aliens. Okay. Like we're from planet 51. Was it, it was it, wasn't that a cartoon, right? We're from planet 51 and we're checking out earth and the United States of America <clears throat> is a section of that planet earth that makes all these cool things like phones and movies and music. And as we look at them, we see their leaders and we see Pelosi, right? We see, you know, Nadler with his migrating eyebrow. We see them saying things that make no sense. We see a media that is attacking the one man who is standing with his shoulders up and he's looking around and he looks presentable. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks like a leader, yet all of them are attacking him. We see people that, um, you know, don't appreciate what they have at all. We see them forfeiting their freedoms subject to whatever they're being told from these talking boxes to do. What do you think of those people? You think they're stupid. You're like, look who represents them. Some guy's eyebrows going and they're all attacking the only guy that looks sane. That's because everybody is insane. That's how you would see it if you were on planet 51 looking down on earth and checking out the United States of America. If you were checking out China, you'd be like, damn, they're strict. Damn, they're keeping their borders tight. Damn, but all of them are like really smart and they're working. Damn, cheap labor. They're taking advantage. They've got a hierarchy structure uh, concern there, but hey, it works for them, whatever. That's how you would see things. You always have to take a step back and look at the bigger, bigger picture. We look freaking crazy. We have people like Ilhan Omar that sat there and said, we need to do something about guns. First of all, the crazy person in Colorado that shot people up, mm, is transitioning. Yeah. They're confused about their sex. Totally. Uh, they sourced a weapon illegally. They already broke the law because they weren't of age to purchase a gun. So how are you going to make it more illegal -er for them to buy a gun? And they shot them up. They hate Trump, hate Christians, and they want love and peace in the world, yet they don't know what sex they are yet. And all these people have a therapist and all of these people have therapists that have worked in New Zealand. So crazy. What a coincidence. Oh my God. I'm just saying, just pointing out things. I mean, all of them seem to have therapists and yet the therapist didn't see the signs of them buying a gun and shooting up people. Therapist didn't say, Hey, you know, maybe you should wait on whole changing your sex thing. Are you confused? There's people that, you know, applaud children that are 10 years old that today believe they're bisexual tomorrow they're lesbian and then the next day they decide that they're a boy and then after that they're asexual and do not reproduce they have no gender and they think this is sane i don't know what to say to that what i can tell you is is that when this indictment comes out for Comey, the attacks internally, domestically, will increase tenfold. And I really believe that now with the China talks happening today and announcements going out today, it would be the best time to release this Comey thing 
so they can start talking about that instead of foreign trade. Because the foreign trade talks that they're doing is a vitriol to our nation. They're trying to tell us that him imposing tariffs and making our country richer is causing harm. It's not causing harm to us. It's making other countries sweat. Countries that have been taken advantage of the United States. Countries that have been using our money to support their military and not paying their fair share. Countries that have been getting cheaper prices on products from pharmaceuticals to Chinese products because they're not paying tariffs when they come to the U.S. So since they're not paying tariffs in the U.S., they can price it as they wish and they can mass produce and infiltrate our nation to monopolize consumer Markets, vertical markets. And thus, all these other countries benefit from that. That's why we pay $300 for glucophage brand name drugs here, while they only pay one euro and 50 cents in Europe for the same medication straight from the company brand name, not generic. This is a problem. The fact that they can go to places like Poland or, you know, Sweden and an old person can get full implants in their teeth for something like $12,000. Whereas when you come to the U S you're going to pay something like what? 40 grand. It's $1,200. And I said, 12,000, $1,200 is what the price tag is to get full implants, not dentures, full implants in your teeth, you know, like teeth in your mouth. You're going to have amazing teeth done for $1,200, your whole freaking mouth. They'll pull out all your teeth and put fake ones in that are just amazing. Veneers, but you name it, super cheap. Yet you come here and you're going to pay like 40 grand to get it done. Get a bunch of pearly whites, you're going to pay 40 grand. And the upkeep's going to be harder here because they don't use the same products because they're allowed to use other products there that we're not here because tariffs, because regulations, because they don't share. But we do. So we share, they don't understand. This is why we need the Comey indictment to come out. Comey is going to be indicted. He is going to be indicted on what he has done to our nation. What he has done to our nation is preposterous. What he has done to our nation is remove the confidence we used to have for the FBI. We used to be so proud of the FBI and what they've done for us and how they execute for us. Yet there he was on CBS saying, it's not spying. Well, I don't know. Last time I checked, if you're surveilling emails, if you're listening in on phone calls, checking search history, following people around, putting foreign governments to infiltrate and follow you around, getting stuff from embassies worldwide on you, and then posing as friendly or whatever, I I think that's called spying. Comey's going to go down for leaking, mishandling information. That's the first thing, because that is ironclad. That is the first thing he did, was leak confidential information. And he also made it clear when he was under questioning that he did so. His memos, guys, his memos got him. This needs to pop now. Today, that was the plan today. So that way we can leave trade aside and talk about Comey, 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 Comey. I mean, he's going to his boyfriend, Anderson Cooper, tonight. We need him to be able to use that opportunity to, I don't know, tell the world how he's a hero for leaking classified information, yet he's supposed to be the top-notch law enforcement person that doesn't leak information. It needs to happen today. I know it's planned for today. Everything's at the Eastern District of Virginia, but for some reason, 
It hasn't been announced. And I don't know why they are dragging the... I'm, I'm assuming it's because of this China stuff, but there's also new developments happening in Iran, which are pretty scary and pretty, um, pretty important. So now that we have the Chinese delegation in, President Trump said that, um, you know, he's going to probably have to raise the tariffs if they don't comply. And, you know, the global markets obviously took a tumble and it's not because the U.S. is having a problem. It's because they're going to have a problem because if indeed we impose more tariffs to pressure, uh, it's going to be a really big deal because the imposition of new tariffs actually causes a drop of almost 20% in Chinese equities. And you know who tells you that? The United Bank of Switzerland. So this is where you need to look at. So when I want to see how trade talks are going, just so you guys know, I go to um, announcements made by like wealth management um, officers, and it's usually UBS that I look at or Deutsche Bank um, that discuss things. So there's this guy named, um, he's the CIO, Chief Investment Officer. So he works on more institutional investing, and his name is um, Heifele. And he said that, you know, more tariffs will bring down Chinese equities down to 20%. It's, it's causing a huge problem. And even the Swiss bank says that, you know, U.S. and China will reach a deal because it has to, uh, because new tariffs now uh, would be a lot harder to deal with than China negotiating with the U.S. Because immediately China will have a drop in money. And no matter how much money the United Kingdom, Australia, and the EU pours into China, it'll only be a Band-Aid. And long-term, it will kneel the Chinese economy completely. So China knows this. So anyone telling you, yeah, China doesn't need you, yeah, China does. Because if we impose such a tariff and it destroys the economy to you guys, no matter how much more money or how much they allow you to invest, it's going to hurt China. Why? Because then you've got a presence. Australia's got a foothold in China. And President Xi does not want to give away Chinese land or Chinese portions of the economic industry. You understand he likes to have control and this is how China works. Foreigners are not allowed to invest. Foreigners are not allowed to do business here unless I say so. And if they say so, and they allow Australia and the United Kingdom and Europe to come in like they have these past 30 days to invest and open up businesses, private businesses and promote this diverse push they are inviting the snakes into their pit so they can take over china president xi knows that he knows that he's learned that from previous dynasties that have opened the doors the last one that happened what did they have the great famine of china he knows so we will be striking a deal because if these tariffs go in and they kneel to those supposed allies we have, they will destroy China. China will be desperate for money, and they may indeed create a deal with one of these countries that they don't 
want. No matter how empowered they feel and they feel that they have control over the situation, nobody wins when you have so many snakes in your backyard. It's like saying, oh, that's okay. I'm only going to have two rats in my backyard. A male and a female, you think they won't copulate and take over? Of course they will. President Xi knows that. So I'm expecting that a deal is going to happen because financially, short term, China might think, oh, it's going to be a little bit bumpy for the next 40, you know, uh, 48 months, but we'll be fine because there'll be another president because they've assured us that's going to happen. And it's not going to happen because President Trump will be reelected. And right after that, in four years, he's going to see that these snakes have expanded. The Chinese are revolting. The Chinese are demanding democracy because, you know, their new employer that just opened up here has a juice bar and sleep pods. And they really like that culture and how they're empowered to be whoever they want. And they don't have to look after old people that's what the government's for you watch president she will be probably hanging himself from the roof of his you know estate if that happens that's exactly what they do they come in you know and give you these western ideas right and they're not bad sleep pods i'm totally for it i love naps (laughs) i'm just saying it's not chinese culture though chinese culture is working you know agriculture they'll be like let's make machines to pick up rice and you can be a barista at this coffee place or whatever. I, I don't know. He's just going to freak out. And he knows that. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you realistic views so you can see how he sees it. Yep, yep. We're going to get America. Uh-huh. So he's got everyone telling him, don't worry. Trump's not going to win. They're passing legislation. They're cracking down on social media. We just need to dump a lot of money into Twitter and Facebook so they can promote that. And the president won't be able to do anything. Because the laws will say that they're allowed to censor people because they'll pass. Because don't worry about it. Americans are stupid. Look at the mainstream media. They're not even talking about it. There's no one there smart enough to talk. They're all stupid. They all want clicks and likes. They don't care about the news. Oh, so-and-so is not talking about it, so I'm not. See, Americans are dumb. Listen to us. We'll give you some money, pat you over. Don't worry about it. Let him impose those tariffs. We got you. We'll come in. We'll open like 20 million Starbucks. Hey, we'll bring in, you know, Nando's chicken from the United Kingdom. And we'll just go everywhere and I'll invest in this. And we'll open up a bank there and a school here and stuff. We'll just bring a lot of jobs to China. And your GDP won't hurt that much, even with the tariffs. Don't worry. (laughs) And then four years fast forward. His new generation has been starting to get conditioned and the replacement, um, you know, uh, senators or whatever you want to call it, premiers or government workers or soldiers are different and they do not align with the Chinese cultural mentality, the empire mentality that have been, that has kept China, China for over 4,000 years. And suddenly they're infiltrated and that deal with the United States looks really good right now. So let's go back into time and fix it. That's exactly the scenario. So on closing, I'm still waiting until 5 p.m. for Comey's indictment to be announced. It's supposed to be today. Sources say it was supposed to be today, and I'm hoping it is today. But I do know that the unexpected turn of what's going on in the Mediterranean and in Iran is a concern. And I also know that these trade deals with China are concerned because that's not something that we foresaw two weeks ago. We did not foresee that our allies would be, well, we kind of did, but didn't really expect them to do it, to dump so much money 
into China. Oh, and that's another thing. We should look into senators and congresspersons that have suddenly invested in China. I think that would be a good way to start and see who's really promoting the failure of a Chinese deal, who's really promoting not allowing us to collect monies that are owed to us and to have deficits, who's really anti-American. I mean, we can all see them. They're on our TV every day, and it doesn't matter if it says CNN or Fox. They're all there. Fox was talking about Klobacher rather than streaming the rally in Panama City. That tells you everything you need to know. They don't want President Trump because President Trump is the beacon of hope. They don't want to deal with China because if that happens, then they've lost, the globalists have lost two major players in the globalist plan. We are free people and we need to maintain our freedom. We need to hold those that seek to remove any last ounce of freedom that we have afforded to us by the Constitution of the United States accountable. We need to strip people like Ilhan Omar from citizenship because she never was really a refugee when she came here. She had sought asylum in Kenya and was doing fine for four years. We need to remove people like Pelosi or Nadler who have complete disregard for the law, complete disregard for the American people. Hirono, she is burying Hawaii. I don't want to go to Hawaii. Beautiful it is. Nice island in the middle of nowhere. But the price, the you know cost of living is just... Such a burden. It turns out, you know, maybe only people like Zuckerberg and the rest of them can live there. And hey, whatever. We are free. And we have a president that is trying to show us the way. And people are busy and being sidetracked with other things. We need to focus. We need to be paying attention to what legislation they're trying to push. We have three bills being pushed right now that are aimed at what? Taking away our right to the First Amendment. Taking away our right to a fair and just election. And they're taking away our rights, period. If they succeed in doing this, we have failed all future generations. And Donald Trump has been trying to tell us this for 30 years and as president Trump can only do so much on that note tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have chit chat about Comey's indictment coming to public this afternoon. Please, please. We'll have stuff on China trade negotiations and how they went. Hopefully they go through and, um, we'll see how that goes for now i bid you all farewell and i'll see you tomorrow same time same place on red state talk radio 12 to 2 eastern time always god bless from all of us here at red state talk radio
from a small town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C. 